When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's a Minimalist Monday edition of Optimal Living Daily, episode 2659, Minimalism, Making It Just Right for You, by Colleen Baez with nosidebar.com. And I'm Justin Mollick. I'm gonna keep this intro nice and minimal for Minimalist Monday, so let's get right to it and start optimizing your life. Minimalism, Making It Just Right for You, by Colleen Baez with nosidebar.com. I'm gonna be moving into a tiny house, which means everything my family owns must fit into a 270 square foot space. This is by no means a normal standard for minimalism. It's really not a normal standard for many people, but it's what will work for us, and that's the beauty of minimalism. There are no standards. You're free to choose the kind of minimalism that best suits your life. Minimalism, in fact, looks different for everybody with as many flavors as there are people who choose to live with less. Live with only 100 things? You can certainly do that. Eschew all decoration in your home? Sure, if that's what you like. Dress with only 33 items? Give it a try. Because there are no rules and no right way to do minimalism, it can be difficult for those just starting out. Many wonder, do they give away enough possessions? What's the right number? But as we wander along the minimalist path for a while, we learn that no rules means freedom to set your life up the way you choose and be the type of minimalist you wanna be. And whatever type that is, it's okay. There's no such thing as a bad minimalist. Luckily, no matter what type of minimalism you choose, the benefits are the same. More money, less stress, more time, and better relationships. There's a lot of advice on how to pare down and live with less, but only you can determine what level is ultimately right for you. Rather than try to live up to someone else's definition, choose what is right for you and your family. The right kind of minimalism. So how do you figure that out? Here are five questions to help you. Number one, why do I want to be a minimalist in the first place? What is driving you down this path? Do you want better relationships, less clutter, to shake things up financially? Whatever your reason, it's important to understand why you're pursuing the minimalist path and to remind yourself of it periodically. When the path gets rocky and you feel the urge to shop or become overwhelmed by the stuff that has managed to accumulate, remembering why you value minimalism will help you retain your focus and get back on track. Number two, exactly how small am I willing to go? Maybe you don't need to fit all your possessions in 270 square feet. Maybe you have a 2,500 square foot house that you'd like to keep, 
but with less stuff in it. Or maybe you like to be able to shove everything in a backpack and go. Only you could decide how little is enough, and you probably won't get there on the first pass through all your things, or the second, or maybe even the third. Minimalism is a lifelong path. Sometimes there will be detours, and sometimes the way will be level and well-lit. It can be easy to acquire more as you go along, so it takes vigilance to get down to your desired level and stay there. That level will change as your life changes too. What's acceptable for you as a single person may not work for you in a partnership or with a family. Be flexible, but don't use flexibility as an excuse for thoughtless consumption. Number three, what will I absolutely not give up? What's that thing that you just won't do without? For me, it's my knitting and spinning. Is it practical to have a spinning wheel in a 270 square foot house? Nope. Do I care? Nope. Making yarn makes me happy, so the spinning wheel stays. What is your version of the spinning wheel? Number four, will the choices I'm making save me money or buy me time? This question will help you figure out why you're on this path. Many come to minimalism through a need to get out of debt, so they start buying less and making do with what they have. Others, like me, come to it through a desire to spend more time with those we love. Focusing less on shopping for stuff and then dealing with that stuff later has freed up time for me to have fun with my kids, not drag them from store to store. So I'm saving money and buying more time, wins all around. And number five, how will minimalism change my relationships? When you're not focused on stuff, you have time and resources freed up to focus on what really matters. And for most of us, what really matters are our relationships. You might find that some relationships change as you say no to people more often so you can save money or do work that's important to you. Some will support you, others won't. Only you can decide what you're okay with. But you'll likely find that your relationships get better. When we're not spending time and money on buying things, we can spend them on experiences with those we love. Not having stuff tying you down lets you be free to form the kind of relationships that bring value to your life and ultimately leave you happier than if you had spent your resources acquiring things. Answering these questions will help you determine what minimalism should look like for you. However it looks, you're sure to reap the benefits of a happier, more fulfilling life. And that's a standard everyone should aim for. You just listened to the post titled Minimalism, Making It Just Right for You by Colleen Vias with nosidebar.com. Thank you to Colleen. I was happy to see the first question was, why do I want to be a minimalist in the first place? Because starting with why can be a big help in finding motivation and not giving up early. Plus, if it just sounds good, but you don't have a why, I'd be surprised if you even got started at all. And then after that why is set, that's when strategy and tactics can come in. Figuring out, like she said, how small you wanna go. Because as we've heard on this show before, and even heard today, Minimalism will mean something different to every person. Some can count the number of possessions they own and some are simply being more mindful of it all. And the last question is really important too because unless you're pretty secluded from family and friends, generally you'll find that these decisions will affect people who care about you and whether they live with you or not. Maybe minimalism puts you on a path to accepting fewer gifts. That can be a big deal for some during birthdays and holidays, and it becomes a whole discussion. 
So it's something to think about. There are plenty of benefits with minimalism, but often unexpected consequences as well. So thank you to Colleen for this post and to No Sidebar for letting us share all the articles on their site across all of our podcasts where we read to you. And thank you for being here, it means a lot. Have a great rest of your Minimalist Monday and I'll see you tomorrow where your optimal life awaits.